Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Vulnerable. I am your host, Chelsea Vaughn, and today we're flying solo. This is my second solo episode. If you haven't listened to the first one, I did 12 Things I Wish I Could Tell My Younger Self. So it was a good one. Um, and today I decided to do like an Ask Me Anything, so an AMA, and kind of like a Chell It Like It Is hybrid. So I had you guys send in your questions for me, like anything you want to know about me, and then... If you had any questions that you wanted advice on, I'm going to do that too. So the first question that I got is, do you think you will be in New York City for the long term? And also, would you consider moving for love? So I get this question a lot. Everyone always wants to know, like, do you still love New York? Do you think you see yourself staying there forever? And I never really thought when I moved here originally that I would be here forever. Like that was never the plan for me. I feel like when I was younger... Even in high school, I was always like, okay, I want to grow up and I want to move to New York and I want to be a model. And I was just thinking about my 20s. Like, and now that I'm 30, like, I don't know. I've been here for eight, almost eight years now. And I don't really feel like I'm done with the city yet. Like, I think I probably have one more move in me. I really want to live in a luxury building because I've never lived in like a really nice building in a high rise, like with a view and a doorman and a washer dryer and unit and a <laughs> and people not stealing my packages and no rats in my ceiling um so I really want that <laughs> that's on my like NYC bucket list like I really am at the point and stage in my life where I'm like okay I've sacrificed I've lived in the fifth floor walk-ups I have done it for eight years and I'm ready to pay like I at this point it's worth it to me to downsize space and pay for the amenities so I think that's gonna be my I think that's gonna be my next move um and as long as I can afford it, I mean, I'll probably stay here for a couple more years. But if I'm like going to be in a relationship, like a serious relationship soon, and I've always wanted a dog, still haven't got one because I honestly would feel bad getting one in my apartment now. Like I don't have any outdoor space and I'm not here a lot. I travel a lot. So I really want a dog and I really want a house and I don't see myself buying property in New York like unless I become uber rich in the next couple of years uh fingers crossed but I just never saw myself buying property here and settling down here if you will um I just I don't I don't really go out that much anymore like when I was first here like I would go out all the time like five nights a week go out drinking go out hanging whatever and then like after COVID I kind of just like I'm such a homebody now. Like I stay in here. I live alone now and I really like it. Like I like my space. I like being cozy. Like I think my priorities are, have just shifted overall. Um, and for me, I'm like, okay, if you're not going out, bitch, there's no reason for you to be living in New York, paying all this money for rent. Like you could do that in Atlanta or somewhere else that doesn't cost nearly as much. So that was a really long response. But to answer your question, no, I don't see myself staying in New York forever, but I do see myself staying here short term, like for the next couple of years. Would I ever move for love? I think, yeah. Um, depending on what it was, like, I think if I met someone and we were long distance and we needed to close that gap, like I'm not a long distance girl. I would much rather be in person spending quality time with somebody that I'm in love with. So I'd be open to moving. Um whether that be, I don't know. It depends on the city too. Like maybe they, the person would be open to moving to a new city. Like if they lived in California and I lived in New York, like we could compromise and move to Atlanta or like, I don't know. But if they lived in the middle of nowhere, like <laughs> some state I'd never been to that has nothing to do and like I couldn't work there, 
I probably wouldn't move to like the middle of a farm town or something. <laughs> That's just not very me. I don't see myself doing that. Um, but I think if it was the right person, then yeah, I would move. And if it was the right situation, like I'm, I'm never going to move just for a guy that I would make that very clear. I will never move somewhere just for a guy. It would have to be for me and there'd have to be things for me to do there and for me to know for sure that I would be happy there. I would never just like, okay, well, I'll figure it out when I get there, babe. Like it could not be a situation where he was just like, yeah, just come here and then like you'll figure out your work later. And I would be like, okay, I'm going to pack up my whole life and move just for you and have no friends and no job. Like, no, I would never do that. I would have to, it would have to be something that would make sense for both of us and make sense for me so I can make sure I still had my like solo independent life, my own life going on. The next question that I really liked was what are some things that you choose to keep private from the public and why? So this is actually something that I struggle with and I still really haven't found the perfect balance just because I had like 2000 followers before I went on The Bachelor. Like I never planned on having like a lot of eyeballs on me at once. So it was kind of just like thrown at me. And in the beginning, I really struggled with like, what do I want to post? Because there's a lot of people looking at my page right now um, and everybody has their own opinion and wants to make a comment on every single thing that I do and post. So I've had some ups and downs. Like I at first was just like, whatever, this is my Instagram. Like forget what everyone thinks. Like I'm posting whatever I want. And then after a while, like you get, you get exhausted from people commenting and inserting their opinions and DMing you. So then I went like opposite route where I was just like, okay, well, this isn't even fun anymore. Like, I don't even want to post anymore because I just don't feel like hearing it from people. Um, and now I'm kind of like, I think, finding a happy medium. So I I just feel like it's hard for me because I want to be very authentic and like a real version of myself on my platforms. And so I feel like if I'm not showing like everything, then I'm not being like totally real. But I think I've realized that that's that's not true. Like I can still be authentic when I show up on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, but I don't have to show everything. Like there are still some things I can keep to myself. Um, For example, like dating. I don't really talk about dating. Um, I do it, but I don't really like share everything about it. Like if I want to, I'll do like a get ready with me to go on a date or like date night at this restaurant, but I'm not sharing like who the guy is or where we're going, like anything like that. I'm kind of just like, I've never really been an oversharer. I'm more of an overthinker. So I'll overthink myself out. Like I'll talk myself out of posting something on anywhere before I talk myself into it. Like I'm, I kind of envy those people that just like hold the phone up to their face and they're like, okay, post, boom, like, and never think about it again. Like that is so, 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 so not me. Um, So yeah, I don't really post about my dating life. I don't really post much about my family and my like close friends. I don't know. I feel like protective over it because that's one thing that I'm kind of like, okay, this is my like private life, like my life before all of this. And I am protective over it and over those people and over those relationships. Like not that I think anyone would attack them or anything, but it's just like, that's my stuff. Like yeah, I don't know. I don't share a lot of that. Um, but obviously, I do have friends and family. I just don't post it a lot. And I also think it's boring. Like, I think people would rather see 
like me living my best life, wearing a fire outfit, walking around the streets of New York, modeling, like what I'm eating. Like, I don't think anyone really cares that much to see like my, I don't know, brother or like, (laughs) I don't know. Other than that, I pretty much share what I'm doing on a day to day with you guys. I think that's cool. But when it comes to like personal relationships, that kind of stuff, I kind of usually post on my close friends. Next up is what do you look for in a guy? People love to ask me this too. Um, Red flags, green flags. I think that all of the dating that I've done, which honestly isn't a ton, like I didn't get my first boyfriend until senior year of college. I was 21 and then we dated for five years. So I really didn't start dating until 26. So I've been dating the past, I guess, for three or four years. Um, And I was in a situationship for a while during that. So honestly, it's been about two or three years of dating. Um, but what I look for is somebody fun, first of all, like, are you funny? Can you hold a good conversation? Can we have a back and forth? Like, are you witty? As they say on Love Island, like, do you have good chat? Need someone with good chat. I need someone easy on the eyes, obviously, like would love them to be good looking with great teeth. I have a big thing for teeth. I like teeth. Um, and great eyes, good smile. And you guys know I'm tall, like obviously I would love a tall guy, Um, but personality wise, like I love to go out and try new things, like whether that's restaurants or like traveling to new countries or whatever, like as stereotypical or like cliche as it sounds, YOLO, (laughs) like we only have one life to live, clock's ticking, like I want to try as many things and do as many things as I possibly can and I want someone to do it with me, like I don't want to date someone and be like okay do you want to go to jamaica on this trip to the beach and then be like "Eh, i don't really like the sand or like "Eh, i don't really love oceans or i hate planes like no no it's a no that's a big red flag like if you want to just sit in your apartment and do nothing or like there's this one episode of sex in the city where miranda was dating they called him manhattan guy and he was like proud of the fact that he'd never left manhattan for the past 10 years like that is a nightmare that is exactly what i don't want in a guy (laughs) Um, but some green flags, I think communication is probably the hottest thing ever. Like if you can communicate your feelings, if you can communicate in general, just like if you could just communicate at all, like even if you don't like me, please communicate that. If you don't like something I said, tell me. If you don't want to see me again, let me know. Like I'm not one of those girls that's like, okay, I'd rather you ghost me because then I don't have to know. No, just send me a text and be like, hey you're great, but I don't think you're great for me. Cool. Like I can move on. I don't have to make up stories in my head. I don't have to wonder. I don't have to call you a dick for not texting me back. <laughs> um, yeah. Communication, hot. Um, what, did I, what else did I say? Like adventure, thirst for life, super hot. Um, and I don't know. I think I just want someone that gets me. Like that sounds pretty basic and like pretty um (laughs) pretty bare minimum but like it's harder to find than you think like I just want someone who sees the world kind of similarly to me of course I'm not going to find someone who has the exact same views and opinions as me like I'm not trying to date the exact same version of me but like yeah I want us to be able to understand each other on a level where I just feel I just feel understood like who wants to be in a relationship with someone who you feel like doesn't understand you like at a core level like the way that my best friends just get me all the time 
for no reason just just because that's how it is we just get each other that's what i want in a partner yeah here's hoping (laughs) okay somebody asked what is my myers-briggs personality type so i didn't know what this was until like a couple years ago when i did and asked me anything and somebody asked me this so i looked it up and it said intp and I just Googled this so I can read this to you guys. So INTP, it says, is a person who's energized by time alone because they're introverted, focuses on ideas and concepts rather than facts and details, makes decisions based on logic and reason, and who prefers to be spontaneous and flexible rather than planned and organized. So I just retook the test literally right now because I don't really feel like that's very accurate. Like I do agree with the I and the T, but I don't agree with the other two. So I just retook it and it came up with ENTJ, which I just think is so funny. Um, Okay, so if you guys don't know the test, the I stands for introverted and the E stands for extroverted. So I feel like it makes sense that I would get an I last time and an E this time because I truly feel like I'm an ambivert. Like I like to spend time alone and I do feel like I get more energy like charging up when I'm alone. But depending on my mood like sometimes I want to be out and like when I meet new people I'm like wow I'm so inspired and energetic whatever so I feel like I fall in between introverted and extroverted all the time so that's fine um but the ENTJ it says you're analytical and objective you like to bring order to the world around you um you're assertive and enjoy taking charge you excel at logical reasoning you're articulate and quick-witted ambitious you have influence like you're driven, you tend to be blunt and decisive. This sounds more like me. So I'm going to go with the ENTJ. <laughs> That's my final answer. <laughs> now, a couple people asked some like influencer and content questions, which are really good and I do want to answer them. But next week, I'm having my friend Kit Keenan on the podcast as a guest and we're talking about all about influencing. Like the whole episode is going to be about influencing. So I'm not going to go too far in detail, but somebody asked, what are the biggest challenges of being an influencer? I would say there's a real morality, like there's a moral line that a lot of people I don't think realize or talk about just because if I wanted to, I could say yes to a lot of shitty companies just to make a check. And some people don't have the same morals as me and just want to check and do that. So like, that's why I say there's a moral line because... I personally only say yes to brands that I'm really excited about. I make sure my manager has them send me product first so I can make sure that I love it and test it out and make sure that I'm being honest with the people that follow me. Like I'm not about to post some shit that I don't like or that it doesn't work. So depending on the person, some people might do that and some people might be really good actors. I'm not a good actor. <laughs> um, so I I mean, if you guys see, I it's, it's just tough because I do that because I feel like it's the right thing to do and I don't want to deceive people and I don't want to make money off of people and off of tricking people. That's just the kind of person I am. But it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because, because it's an ad, no matter what I say, even if I use this product every day for the past 10 years and I finally was so excited because I got a brand deal with this product I've been using for 20 fucking years, like nobody cares because it has paid partnership and it says add on it. It's like people automatically put their guard up and automatically assume that I'm just lying. Like I'm just selling them something like I'm 
a sleazy car saleswoman. Like, like it's funny because like one of the products I use the most every day, like beg them to send me more, <laughs> are like these sleep sleepy nighttime CBD gummies because like I have a terrible time trying to go to sleep and stay asleep. And these gummies like change my life. I'm obsessed with them. And this was the worst partnership I've ever had in terms of like engagement, like worst views, worst sales. <laughs> like I had to re like, no, I'm not going to say all that, but <laughs> anyway, it was the worst and it is the product I use the most. So that's just uh, one of the struggles. And honestly, I don't talk about the struggles a lot. A lot of people don't because I think people already have this stigma that influencers are making money in a whole career off of just posting a picture and it's not fair. It's not real work. It's not hard work. So like it's tough to get on here or on Instagram and complain about challenges. But at the end of the day, it's a job and all jobs have challenges and all jobs have like, you know, different parts that suck. So yeah, that's one of the biggest challenges I would say. Um, another one is kind of having my creative freedom stifled. Like I am a creative person at heart and I do really enjoy taking pictures and making content. I always have. As my mom, I had like seven old digital cameras in my house right now in her house. Um, because every year for Christmas, I swear I was asking for a new camera, but I just, it's just tough when you are working with a brand and you know, it's a job. They have things that must be said or done in the content and they have hashtags and they have points they're trying to hit and all of that after you have made the content to have to alter it to fit into some people's specific box. Sometimes it gets to the point where where it's like, damn, well, okay, this doesn't even feel like me anymore. Or like it's been so edited to the point where like, I'm not even proud of it anymore. So like that part kind of sucks. But when you get to work with a brand that's pretty chill and they're like, hey, we want you to do you. We hire you because of who you are and how you make content. We like that. Like, do you? And they don't really make any changes. That part, that's amazing. But if you want to hear more about influencing stuff, definitely going to get into that all the way with Kit next week. Um, somebody else asked, how many hours a week do you spend creating content? I don't really plan it out. <laughs> and maybe I should. Maybe I would be a lot less stressed and a little more organized if I did. I know some people will specifically do like content days like okay on Monday Wednesday Friday I shoot content on Tuesday Thursday I edit it and do admin stuff like I don't do that at all I shoot content when I'm feeling inspired like I'll be scrolling like everybody else and when I see something a trend I want to do I'll save it when I have time or just when I just feel like it you know like I feel like talking to the camera today some days I don't um like sometimes I straight up ghost on Instagram like I'll be gone for three days pop back up and then I'll be talking to the camera all day long um it kind of just depends on my mood, I guess, my my I or my E if I'm feeling introverted or extroverted that day. Um, so I, I really don't have a set number of hours. That really just depends on my mood. And luckily, I'm able to do that. And I don't have anyone like a boss or anything on my back like, you must do this amount of content. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kind of the boss in that regard unless I have something due. Um, but yeah, somebody else asked, do you have a P.O. box where you get all the packages, like PR packages sent to you? I don't. So P.O. boxes are really expensive, I've heard, in New York. Um, and I get a lot of packages and stuff. And honestly, like, this is probably terrible, but I give people my address. <laughs> like, as long as it's a legit person, like a PR company or a verified Instagram account of the brand or something like that, like, I'll give out my address. Um, it's probably not the safest 
whenever I get that luxury building with a doorman, that'll be better. But no P.O. Box for me at this time. Um, oh, this is a good one. What do you do if you're feeling stuck and in a rut and not confident with what the future holds? Midlife crisis? Question mark. Ha, huh, that's funny because <laughs> if any of you saw my story last week, I was having a full-blown meltdown and a midlife crisis, if we want to call it that, um, last week. I just feel like I was honestly just feeling like, holy shit, like I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. And that's just a tough feeling for me to swallow because I feel like ever since I was little, I always knew like, okay, I want to grow up, move to New York and be a model. Like this was the plan. This is what I wanted. And honestly, it's what I achieved. So I never really thought about what happens after you achieve that goal. And I don't know if I thought I would achieve it so early. I guess I did because in modeling, like, you know, you kind of have to be in your 20s to be desirable, unfortunately. So I knew I would do that, but I guess I just thought maybe I would, the modeling would shoot me to superstardom and I'd be like Kendall Jenner level and then that would be my life, I guess. But obviously it took a little turn there in the middle. Um, I still do enjoy modeling, but I don't have that same like drive, passion, fire for it like I did when I first moved here. I don't feel like, oh my God, this is what I was put on this planet to do. Like, this is my calling. I don't feel like that. Like, I still enjoy doing it as a hobby. Um, and I still enjoy collaborating with people creatively. But I don't feel like, okay, this is my purpose. Um, and so then, so then that gets me to thinking like, okay, girl, what is your purpose? And I have no fucking idea. And when I posted this, everyone else commiserated. Like, everyone feels the same way. People were like girl, I'm 55 and I still don't know what I'm doing. Like, I just got married, have two kids. I'm 40. I still have no idea. I haven't figured it out. So I'm like, I think the whole finding your purpose and like having your shit together thing is a hoax. Like, (laughs) nobody has their shit together. Nobody has it figured out and nobody knows what they're doing. I think we're all just like bopping along, trying, just trying to figure it out. Um, I think, I don't know. I, I... I wanted a next step that I felt really confident in and I wanted I wanted it to not be influencing because I don't really care to be an influencer long term. Like short term, it's okay. It was a product of the show and it was kind of like a, okay, I'll go with the flow thing. Like I did get some followers like, wow, I wasn't expecting this. A manager reached out to me. She's great. She presented me with some opportunities and I was kind of just going with the flow and seeing like, If I fell into one of those opportunities, maybe it would lead to something else. And it's been two years since I filmed the show or since the show came out, the first show. And that's why I'm now kind of getting to the point where I'm like, I don't want to keep doing this. Like, I'm so grateful for the platform. I'm so grateful for the flexibility and for being my own boss and for the financial freedom and for the point I'm at in my life right now. But... I know this isn't fulfilling to me. Like I, I enjoy helping people and I enjoy connecting with people and I enjoy being inspiring for people and for women, but I need to find something else within that or from this that I feel fulfilled by. And I don't know what that is and I don't know where to go next. And I I just don't know. (laughs) I don't know. And I feel like I've been like, just trying to figure this out heavily and with my therapist for the past like year and 
I don't really feel that much closer. Like I don't feel any closer to figuring out what that is. (laughs) And it sucks. Like this shit is hard. Like I would love to just know the right direction. Like I would love to just know the direction I should head in. Like I need a hint. Like I want the universe (laughs) to give me a hint, please, please. Um, I don't know. One thing that helped me, I guess, or that I was told to do was kind of like, make a list of things that you feel really inspired by or that bring you joy or like things that you really like doing and then just kind of lean more into that and then hopefully from there you can kind of gain like a sense of direction in where you want to be headed so that's my goal for 2023 is to try to just kind of like do more things that i used to love doing like when i was younger i loved to draw I loved to listen to music. I loved to sing and dance. Like I would make up dances with my friends at sleepovers like we all did. Um, (laughs) I love taking pictures. I love being outside. Like I don't do any of that anymore. I love playing sports. Like what what in my life now do I do that's any of that? The answer is nothing. Um, So that's what I kind of want to get back into this year. And I think just even having those as hobbies will make me happier like joining a tennis club or something with my best friend like once a week or a drawing class in the city or buying like buying a guitar I've kind of always wanted to like buy a guitar and learn how to play and just like sing songs for myself like I probably wouldn't even post them but like that's something that I've wanted to do I've been trying and meaning to like be serious about learning Spanish for the longest time like the past couple of years so I really want to find an in-person like Spanish class that I can take in New York and you may be asking yourself right now what's stopping you from doing all that stuff Chelsea and (laughs) and the answer is nothing um there's nothing stopping me I don't know why I haven't done it and I want to start doing more of that this year and I think that once I lean into that and like dare I say start healing my inner child like I think that's going to help with the the finding my purpose thing so to the person that asked this I think you should make that list and I think you should start doing that too and we can see if it helps but you're not alone we're all (laughs) we're all in this together (laughs) just trying to figure this shit out because um nobody has it figured out even if they look like they do I don't think anybody does okay now this is a long one it's kind of like an advice question so let's just call this shell it like it is So someone wrote in and said, why is it even if we aren't sure if someone is our person or even we'll be in a long-term relationship, we lose ourselves when we feel they start to pull away. I'm a strong, independent woman. I haven't had too much dating experience with reciprocity, to be honest, but I don't understand what I'm doing wrong or why it hurts so bad. I'm exhausted from being the one who always ends up putting in consistent effort. Ooh, this is very relatable. I feel like I've been that person. Um where it's just like you can't find anyone that does what you do for them. Honestly, I think people are lonely and I think people just want to find someone and find their person and find someone to a companion to want to spend time with. So it's like, even if you're not sure about them, when you feel someone start to be distant, it's like a, it's like that push pull effect of like, It makes you feel like you want to get closer to them because you can feel them getting distant and you don't even think about if you like them or not. You can fall in love with someone because of our hormones and our bodies and spending time together and like the attachment hormones. Like 
the drugs in our head like you can fall in love with someone and not really like them as a person i don't know this is a tough one shit (laughs) i don't have the answers um i don't know have you been in therapy like a lot of who we choose to be in our life and who we choose to date has a lot to do with us and how we view ourselves and i think if you start to do the work in therapy and dig for like what's really going on in there and you learn more about who you are and what you're triggered by and what has happened in your past then you can kind of start to get to the bottom of oh that's why I was picking these guys who like to run away because actually I'm emotionally unavailable deep down or oh that's why I pick clingy guys because I have abandonment issues from my childhood like whatever it may be it's all going to start with you learning more about yourself so maybe like take a break from dating if you feel like it's hurting you right now and you're exhausted, like take a step back, take a break, focus on yourself. I know it sounds like cliche, like (laughs) focus on yourself, girl. But like, I think it really does make a difference. If you focus on yourself, what you're doing, worry about treating yourself really well. And the relationship will come. I know there are times and I've been there when it just literally feels hopeless. Like there's no one out there for me. Maybe I'll just be single forever. And somebody will pop up. Um, I really genuinely believe that. So I think you should take a little break. Try to do some journaling. I love journaling. Do some journaling. Do some deep thinking. Do some digging into yourself and your past, even though it hurts and it sucks. And try to kind of get to the root of what's making you feel certain ways. And I think that will give you clarity. And I think that will help you. Um instead of seeing familiarity in people that you're choosing, like maybe think about that. Like, why does it feel familiar? Oh, because it's like something I've dated in the past. So maybe I should stay away from it instead of go towards it. I don't know. I'm not a relationship expert, girl. I just, I'm just a girl with a microphone. (laughs) I don't have the answers, but I hope that helped you a little bit. Um, And the last one that I wanted to do is somebody asked me, where do I go when I'm seeking advice? And this would definitely be my best friends and my mom. Um, I have very smart, very intelligent, intuitive women, wise women in my life that I'm surrounded by. So my best friends are definitely the first call when I need advice on something. Um, And then my mom, like, obviously, she's way older than me and my friends. So if there's something I need, like, wisdom on or something that she's done, I don't know, like always gonna call my mom but when it comes to like dating or like day-to-day stuff like relationship stuff definitely my two besties who probably know me the best um depending on what the issue is or what I need advice on but the people that know me the best or the people that have been through the exact situation I'm trying to work through and even like some of my best friends that I don't talk to every day um I don't really talk to a lot of people every day anymore, but there are people that even if I haven't talked to in a month, like I can pick up the phone, call them anytime. They would do anything for me. They would answer, you know, be there for me at any, any time. So I'm lucky to have those friends that keep me, keep me grounded and give me advice and I give them advice, but that's really it guys. I love the questions. Um, I feel like it was really easy for me to do kind of the episode by myself when I had questions from you guys it's almost like you guys are my guest co-host today um but I hope I hope you liked it I hope you got to know me a little bit more I hope I kind of helped 
I don't know, any of you feel feel more seen or feel like you got to know me better. Um, but let me know if you like the episode and if you want to do more kind of like advice or AMA episodes. And definitely follow me at Chelsea Vaughn if you don't already. And please, please, please rate the podcast. I know some of you have been rating. Thank you to everyone that has. If you haven't rated it yet, please give me five stars. And next week, I'll be back with my episode with Kit about influencing. Bye, guys. As a cloud leader at Deloitte, I get to work every day with innovators who don't just wonder what's possible. They engineer it with cloud. If you're one of those people, you'll like Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, where my co-host Mike Cabas and I talk with business leaders and explore how to use cloud to impact business models, revenue streams, workplace cultures, AI adoption, and more. Join me, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud, where you get your podcasts. If you're looking to move out of your parents' place, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive, which is good because your little brother has gotten really territorial. You're blood-related. You'd think it would be fine to share food in the fridge. I mean, who writes their name on every individually wrapped slice of cheese, Tyler? Still, you've got to admire the commitment. So bundle your renters and car insurance with Progressive and use the savings to help you move out and have all the cheese you want. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers.